Beehive Sports Podcast is powered by Swing Juice. Head on over to swingjuice.com. Pump in our promo code Beehive20, 20% off your golf and MLBPA apparel. Welcome to episode 42. Today we got NFL Hall of Fame finalists have been announced. The AFC and NFC playoff picture uh, heading into the final week. We got some clarity there. Only a few spots left up for grabs. We'll discuss those. Antonio Brown's at it again. We'll discuss the two sides of that story as uh, both are coming out with slightly different versions of what took place. An emotional Ben Roethlisberger plays his final game at Heinz Field. The stage is set for the rematch uh, in the national championship, SEC championship rematch, Georgia and Alabama. In this week in sports history, we got five fast facts like usual for you sports history buffs. In the things that sting, we have a number of stories, including the death of another prominent NFL coach, a fight amongst NFL teammates, another Raider getting arrested, Jalen Hurts almost got hurt, a high school girls coach is suspended for running up a score, one of the funniest lawsuits I've ever seen a fan file amongst the NFL, uh, and the My Hive will wrap up the show with... The laying out the rules, uh, hopefully a little bit of the rosters and the regulations and everything that goes along with that for the NFL playoff fan rant, that, which will be beginning, uh, be beginning next week. Let's go. Welcome to the Beehive Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Joe and Sketty. This week's opening segment brought to you by Napoli's Hungry Watching the Game. Call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Horn. Pickup or delivery available. The beard's gone. See that? Did you even notice? Sad day. Sad day. Oh, yeah, I noticed. I didn't know if you noticed or not. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, my face is cold because it it was warm <laughs> weather for Northwestern PA all the way up until like two days ago when I had to shave. And now, uh, face is cold every night at work. Uh, hasn't brought much snow to our area. Uh, Buffalo is apparently supposed to get crushed or is getting crushed and is going to continue to get crushed. Uh, so we're uh, actually going to start the show off with a little photo that circulated on the internet today. And I'm putting this out there so that everybody just sees and understands and knows that I am a completely unbiased host of a sports podcast. Nobody is safe uh, from, you know, what I'll say about you. So with that said, my favorite player in the NFL Stefan Diggs, if we had a segment of come on, man, <laughs> Stefan Diggs driving a Ferrari through the snow <laughs> in uh, Orchard Park or Buffalo area. So, Stefan, what are you doing? You played in Minnesota. <laughs> you played in Buffalo for one year at least. Uh, what? What's the idea here? I, I don't I hope he undercoated it. 
<laughs> yeah. It's going to be that thing. Like, it's going to be a big rubber, <laughs> rust box. We got people on more that don't take their nice cars right during the winter time. Yeah, surely uh, would not be driving a Ferrari on top yeah, of so, you know, probably not the best, uh, not the best snow car. As you can see in the photo, Stefan didn't make it very far. It doesn't appear. Nope. Uh, at least he not had the help of some citizens, far. and I hope that the press does ask him some questions about this because I would love to hear what was going on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. That can't be his only car, right? I I would assume not. It's right. everyday driver. Unbelievable. So, Stefan, do better. Uh, in the words of Tim Swanson, at least he's good at football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty concerning to make that choice on a, a weekend they're predicted to get like 20 inches up there or something. Uh, all right, let's get rolling. We got a lot to cover today. Uh, we're going to start out real quick. The Hall of Fame finalists have been announced. So I, I always like uh, looking at these. I was a little bummed out. Tasker's last year of eligibility, I believe it was, and he did not make the cut. Of course, it would have been for a special teamer, which is kind of, you know, uh, iffy. Yeah. yeah, it is iffy. But then you look at this list that I'm about to read you, and uh, Devin, he- Devin Hester's on it. Yeah, a little different, though. Little How? Different. What else was Devin Hester good at besides special teams? Well, but he scored touchdowns. He All right, scored that's fair. Li- they, they would have won a Super Bowl if the Colts, like, didn't wise up and just say, you know what, we're just going to squib kick it the whole second half because their coverage was awful that whole playoffs, and um, Devin Hester was returning everything. Like, he would have won a Super Bowl for that uh, Bears team. I'll give you that, but I still think Tasker should have been, and he's the best gunner of all time. Uh, yeah, so the rest, rest, of, rest of the list, uh, and uh, when I saw this list, the first thing I thought was, well, fuck, I'm getting old, because there's definitely <laughs> right? definitely players who I, you know, watched at a not extremely young age, like, you know, Jared Allen, Torrey Holt, yep. Reggie, Reggie Wayne, Zach Thomas, which Zach Thomas was 90s. Uh, Patrick Willis yep. made it uh, to get to the rest of them. Tony Baselli, Richard Seymour, Leroy Butler, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, uh, Demarcus yep. Ware. Pat, did I say Patrick Willis? Yes. Andre, jo- Andre oh, Johnson. I- yeah, I don't know, man. Seven year career. Ugh. He was like an all pro, like all but two of those years, though. And he made the Pro Bowl every year. Like He, he should be first ballot. Hands down. Not even he- like. He still quit. He, he was phenomenal. Well, he did, but he was fucking phenomenal. Are you going to tell Calvin Johnson, hey, sorry, bud, you quit. You're not allowed in? Calvin Johnson played more than seven seasons. What did he play? I Eight, don't know. nine? Let's, let's look it up. I don't know if he made it to the other side. Actually, you know what? That much older. Darren Francisco, if you're listening, look that up real quick because yeah. he's, yeah, he's, tur- he's turning into my fucking stat guy. He's like, Texting me shit, <laughs> texting me stuff. Like he's a contributor at this point. He's been right. texting okay. texting me different things all week. Like, hey, did you see this? And I'm like, no, I didn't. Or yeah, I did see that. But yeah, he's he's uh throwing throwing the info out here, and uh, I appreciate it because I don't see everything. I try, you know, I try to see as much as I can. I think we cover a good amount, but it's nice to have somebody out there doing that kind of thing. 
And with that said, too, Hunter Geckel did throw me a bunch of college stuff today, and we just don't have time for it because, A, I already had everything wrote out, and, B, there's just too much today. There's a bunch of stuff. Yep. So, uh, But, yeah, the Hall of Fame candidates, obviously, modern era. Uh, they are – the finalists are announced. So uh, just glancing over the list, and I know you don't have the list in front of you. I should have prom- I should have put that up on a, on a yeah, graphic. Yeah, I, I- – uh, Zach Thomas is one that I'd really like to see get in, but even though he was a dolphin and, uh, he was a good linebacker though, to watch back in the day, it was always fun watching him play. Obviously on, he's not already in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause yeah, he's definitely been on the ballot for some time now. Yeah. Uh, Tory Holtz, another one who I always liked him and Reggie Wayne kind of reminded me of like the exact same person. Uh, quiet, kept their mouth shut, played football, like, and they were fucking good. Both of them were extremely good. Uh, Darren, Calvin went nine years. See, that's two more than, uh, your boy, Patrick. That's almost a decade. Yeah. Seven's almost a decade. And how many all pros was this Calvin have? Darren, get on it. Who has more all pros? Patrick Willis (laughs) or Calvin Johnson? Darren's going to miss half the show because he's looking shit up. (laughs) uh yeah so i don't know yeah uh, andre johnson though another one tony baselli i'm surprised isn't already in i think so i think i saw he had a kind of a short career too he was like 29 when he retired but he was a beast which i didn't real yeah i didn't realize that i thought that he was like old well football old right and then ronde uh, cornerback, Super Bowl champ. Yep. I would see him eventually getting into. So that's cool. I just wanted to go over some of those. Darren, Colts fan, happy for Reggie. Yeah, I am I am too. I, I always liked Reggie Wayne. I just think he was like a yep. kind of a silent assassin out there in Indy, just played hard and uh, put up a lot of good numbers. So you ready to roll into this? Yep, this is a this is a the, tough one here. The the list gets slimmer each week though. Each week we've done this. Yep. So this is the third week we've looked at the playoff picture. Uh five spots clinched in the AFC, only two remain. So that's a good thing. You know, they're uh narrowing that number down. The list of teams eliminated grew big time this weekend, obviously. Yep. Uh so we'll start with the current one seed, like we normally do, the Titans at 11 and five, they're at the Texans win and they get the one seed. Uh, there's also some weird tie scenarios, which we're not going to get into all of those. I'm just giving like each week we've done. We just list the the easiest route for each team to make the playoffs. Uh, so the Texans win one seeds. There's Chiefs sitting at 11 and five at the Broncos Saturday. Uh, win in a Titans loss or tie. So if they win, Titans lose or tie, one seed goes back to the Chiefs, so they'll flip spots. The Bengals at 10 and 6 are apparently content right where they are. Uh, as far as seeding goes, it doesn't seem that they really give a shit. They're just happy they won the, the North because they're resting yeah, Burrow. Well, Burrow. Think- Good. Burrow got banged up at the end of that game. Uh, they put in, can't remember who the backup is, Allen, right. maybe. They put Was they put Allen or Finley, yeah, yeah, Finley, but Finley, uh, Finley, yeah. but there's they're resting guys on the defensive side of the ball as well. Like they're they're all but well, I mean, this the line on this they, game. 
Go ahead. Well, what what can they move? I mean, they can maybe move from the what, what three and four. Like they can't get the two. I don't think. Oh, yes, they could get the two. They could get the two because they beat the Chiefs. Right. They have the head to head with they, the Chiefs. They need the they need the Chiefs to lose though. Right. But who's to say that don't happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, well, I mean, I mean they've they've, they've already Monday. Right, but they already announced you know that they're taking they're resting guys. They're that's what they're doing and uh multiple starters, both sides of the ball. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Bengals have the head to head, the line in that game though. I mean, just to t- show you the impact of everybody who's been sitting went from uh, the Bengals. I believe it was like two and a half or three and it's moved all the way to the Browns. They're like four, four to six point favorites. I, I'd have to look real quick. Okay. No I did not. I did not see that. Yeah, Browns are now at minus six, and I can tell you actually on this app what it opened at. Yeah, it opened opening on January 3rd. Actually, now it is showing. Yeah, it's moved three points from yep. minus. The Browns were favorites all along, actually. So the Browns were minus three. Now it's moved three points to minus six, which is a pretty big jump. But, uh, Anyways, moving on to the fourth seed, the Bills, 10-6. and six, They host the Jets this weekend. Win, clinch the East, or if the Pats lose, they clinch the East. Uh, but a win opens the door to the three seed for them if uh, the Bengals do end up losing to Cleveland. So I'm a big Browns fan this weekend. Um, Case Kingdom. Welcome Case- to disappointment land. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Uh-oh. That was hurt. That hurt to say. I I'll tell you what. I mean, I the good thing is I'm not relying. I'm not relying on them though. Like it doesn't matter. Bills are in the playoffs regardless. I think the I think the Bengals could roll out Chad Ochocinco at quarterback and beat the Browns right now. It's, they're in a real rough way for sure. So yeah, but if they end up somehow beating the Bengals, the Bills win. They'll flip up to uh, the three and four seed. Will flip flop there. Now at five, the Patriots, 10 and six, they are at Miami. A win and a Bills loss will clinch the East for the Patriots. So the Bills could slip to a wild card position. Uh, or um, yeah, a wild card position rather than a division winner if uh the, that scenario takes place. Here's something pretty crazy though. The Patriots are currently at the five seed. The Bills can't from the four seed can't move to one, but the Patriots can. The Patriots can still get a one well, seed yep. if the Bills, Chiefs, and Titans all lose, and the Patriots win. They will jump all the way to one. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, chances oh, of that gonna... happening extremely unlikely, but it's still, you know, it's a possibility that's out there. Yep. Take a look at some comments real quick before we uh, get moved on here. Darren, if I'm playing stat guy, I'm going to need to boot up the computer so I can look shit up without closing the stream. <laughs> That's what we said. You're going to miss half the show <laughs> if uh, we keep, you know, requesting you to head on to uh, the search for us. We appreciate it, though. Uh, your work does not go unnoticed, Darren. So we're back at the six seed AFC playoff picture. Colts nine and seven are at Jacksonville, where they have not won a game since 2014. Correct. That streak. I saw I was, that stat. It blew my mind. Uh, yeah, I know, but I, I I'm confident I would be really in saying, shocked. yeah, if that streak continues. 
Uh, so win. Oh, fucking bad. They are bad. Win, win or tie, and they are in the playoffs. So that's all they they have to do to clinch a spot. The Chargers. Now this is one of the most fascinating uh, scenarios that this one took off all over the internet. I'm sure most people yep. have actually seen it already, but the Chargers at nine and seven play at Vegas. A win or a tie, and they are in. Okay. Now. If the Colts lose to the Jacksonville, the Raiders and Chargers both make it in with a win or a tie. So they could essentially go to their game Sunday night. If the Colts lose, they could go into their game Sunday night and take a knee the entire game and tie 0-0, and both teams would, would be still into the playoffs. I saw this, and I was looking at it before we came on, and I couldn't believe it because, I, you know, if the Steelers win – they're all nine, seven, and one. If in that scenario, right, but still somehow in the three-way tiebreaker, they count head to head, and because the Chargers and the Raiders have both beat the Steelers, the Steelers would be the odd guys out in that situation. Right. So yeah, they didn't we know, have I didn't know in a three-way situation that they did head to head. Three. Yeah. So the Steelers, eight, seven, and one, are at the Ravens win plus a Colts loss, and the Chargers Raiders don't tie. <laughs> yep. so they, just need, they just need a victory out of one of those two teams and the Steelers are in the playoffs. So the Colts, that Colts game has a real big domino effect on uh, everything that's about to take place this Sunday. I, I like Darren's going to be mad that I'm saying this, but I kind of hope the Jags win just because everyone laughed at me when I'd been saying all year long, the shitty ass Steelers are going to find a way to get in the playoffs. And this would be it. That would be it. Trevor Lawrence comes out, puts it on the Colts. Unless somehow I'm, magically here the Steelers. Unless the Chargers and Raiders have a a little agreement that goes on there's, behind closed there's doors. No chance. There's there's no chance. I would I would make that deal if I was one of the if both those teams. I'd say okay, yeah. And then on the very last play, when we agree to take that knee, I'm throwing it deep, fucking winning the game, and saying fuck you to my division rival. You're out of here. Sorry about your luck, pal. Don't be a dumbass. Shady, yeah. shady business guy over here. No, I don't fucking do division rivals like that. There's no way. No. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not going to happen. There's no no chance of that happening. I'm just entertaining no. it because it's funny. Like, to me, it's hilarious. But uh, Ravens, 8-8. Eight and eight, They got to win. They need the Chargers and the Colts both to lose. So they got to win over the Steelers. Plus, Jacksonville beats the Colts. Plus... Raiders beat the Chargers is the only hope that the Ravens have uh, to get into the playoffs. One comment I'm going to throw up here real quick. I want Bill's Pats opening of playoffs. Send the Pats to the golf course early. Bye-bye, Belichick. Yeah, Bobby, as it stands, that's what it would be if uh, the Bengals and Bills flip-flopped, and that could obviously change. But uh, it would then depend on, too, I think, what uh, you know, whatever they do in Miami. So, all right, we're going to slide into the NFC. Six out of seven spots clinched, so only one remaining, which currently, this is a weird setup, too. This is, yeah, this is strange. So I don't want to talk about it. Can we skip this? Let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> well, the next thing's Antonio Brown. That's good. We can talk about that. <laughs> so six out of seven spots clinched. Uh, spots clinch. Packers are they have nothing to play for. They have the one seed locked up at yep. thirteen and three. They play the Lions. 
the Rams at 12 and four. Well, I think they assume that there's not going to be a whole lot of effort from green Bay. Although LaFleur did come out and say that uh, he's, you know, they're, they're going for it. They aren't, uh, they have no interest in um, going up there to lose essentially. Yep. So Rams though, 12 and four. Uh, versus the 49ers. Yep. That's your uh, – we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the Niners yeah, a little bit. But, uh, yeah. w- winner, winner a tie for the Rams wins the West, uh, or an Arizona loss wins the West. Bucks 12-4 and four at the Panthers' uh, seeding matchup. Nothing nothing that they can uh, – you know, obviously they can't obtain the one. Cowboys, same scenario at 11-5 at Philly. It's a seeding situation for them but nothing essentially more to play for. They have a division title. They have the playoff spot. Uh, the Cardinals at 11-5 and five versus the Seahawks win plus Rams loss, and they win the West. Now the 49ers, this is where it gets interesting, are currently sitting at the sixth seed in the playoffs, but the seventh seed has a spot locked up. They can only be – the Niners either miss the playoffs or they can be the sixth seed. They cannot be the seventh seed. Right. There's no so, scenario for that to happen. Right. So they're currently sitting at six, but we have not locked up the spot. So at nine and seven, uh, at the Rams, like I said, hold the six, haven't clinched a playoff berth, a win or a tie, and they're in, or a Saints loss or tie, and they're in. So the Saints game, major implications for the Niners if they can't handle their own business, uh, which – the Niners haven't lost to the Rams since, uh, what? It's it's been a long time, but I can tell you what's going to happen. I can feel the fucking coming already. Like, I can just feel it. I know it's going to happen. Rams get the, Rams the monkey off the their back. One. Yep, Rams will get the monkey off their back, and then the Saints will somehow blow out the Falcons. I like just great. I can just I can feel it. I can feel the bad juju coming. We're freaking 40 seconds away from beating Aaron Rodgers and just we're in we're in 40 seconds Fuck. yeah I, I didn't look at and here I'll pull it up right now what what time are both are those both late games I I know the Niners Rams game is four o'clock they both are Falcons Saints both for late. yep yep both 425 so uh they did that with the Bills in the Patriots games as well so what, what time is the Cardinals game? Same time. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, Cardinals and the C-Bats. Cardinals lost the Rams. Rams bench everyone. <laughs> Everybody, yeah. So yeah, that's not going to happen. And they they lined up all of those, you know, in sequence so that uh, you know that would would fall that yep. way. But like I said, with the Saints, at, at eight, eight, Saints need some help. They got a win and they need a 49er loss. So I'm excited for that game. And uh, I was hoping we'd get California in the comment section here so that there could, you know, we could get the the flow going and the shit talking. I might have to text him in between segments or something to get him in here. Uh, He's scared. Yeah, I think he is. We do have one comment, uh, a couple comments, actually. Terry Goss, do the Steelers draft a QB or get a free agent or trade? Uh Slightly off what we're talking about right now, but I actually had a conversation with my dad about this yesterday because he's a big Steeler fan. I I kind of like my dad's idea um, because, A, this draft class isn't great for quarterbacks. 
B, I don't think Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. I really don't no. think he – I think he ends up staying there. So your other option you're looking at high profile would be Russell Wilson, which Russell Wilson isn't going to do you much better than what Ben did right now. If you remember last season, Wilson was behind the worst offensive line in the league and was sacked an, I can't even tell you how many times. It, the offensive line needs to be their priority this offseason. And my dad's idea was uh, stick with – you know, hammering the offensive line this offseason. Let Mason Rudolph be a bridge guy for one year. If you, if you focus your offense around running the football, which the Steelers have done well in the past, uh, and not, Najee Harris is good. There's no doubt about that. Like, he, yep. we, we, we on, yep. on this show, we've hammered the Steelers' offensive line as, as much as yep. we possibly could. And Najee Harris still had a nice season. It would be incredible to see what he could do behind some guys who could actually fucking block for him. So right, uh, my, that was my dad's take, and I, I actually agreed with him. Like, let Mason be the guy for a year. You, you're not going to turn that entire franchise around. And and the the young core, they're going to be there for a, a good amount of time. You're not in like some window scenario where the window closes if you don't do something next year. I don't believe that that's the case with Pittsburgh. Uh, they just signed Watt to a long term deal. They got young players on defense. I don't know what. Uh, Fitzpatrick's at in his, you know, piece as far as they, contract I think goes. They gotta, I think they have to re-sign him, I believe, coming up here, but I could be wrong about that. But, yeah, I just think that if they put focus into that line right now, and, yeah, you, you, Steeler fans are going to have to come to terms with the fact that they might have to watch a season that's a little bit difficult. I mean, I know this season was tough yep. for a lot of them. There might be a worse one coming up. But it that's yeah, gonna that's gonna get you to where you want to be, you know, for a bigger window of time. I, I think I kind of agree with you. They got to do unless somebody falls to them in the draft, which again, you know, we're talking about a team that not likely, but could be in the playoffs here. So you know, you're yeah. talking a pick a little bit later on. You know, unless you get like a Kenny Pickett or maybe take a chance on uh, uh, what's a kid from Ole Miss, Matt Corral. You know, like. Maybe you get one of those guys. Uh, but I think, honestly, the way the team is, if they can rebuild that line a little bit through the draft and free agency, maybe you trade. You go out and get yourself a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Baker Mayfield. If they don't change the play call, maybe Baker's going to be available. Uh, another, one that's, another one that I think is going to get some attention here is Gardner Minshew. I don't think people, nope, are, done, I don't think people are done with him yet. Yep. Uh, it, it's you know, you can find somebody out there to come in and compete. I don't think I would go balls to the wall to get one in, in the draft, you know, trade up or anything. If someone falls into your lap, great. If not build the line and, and take your lumps. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right. So, uh, moving on though, I think that wraps up the AFC, NFC playoff pictures, the story of the week, which is, you know, just, what everybody's been talking about. And actually I have to get one more slide uploaded here that we'll be putting in. I'll remove it for now so we can get to the, uh, the meltdown. I mean, everybody watched this, everybody, uh, this has really kind of started to divide some fans on where they stand. Like there's a little bit of a line being drawn in the sand. Uh, Was this, 
the Bucks' fault or was this AB being AB? Uh, so just to get a little bit of a rundown of it, uh, everybody saw the what happened on the field with Antonio Brown. Uh, the meltdown, the jersey getting thrown off, the shoulder pads, chucking shit into the crowd, and then he skips off the field throwing up a peace sign. Uh, then a photo emerges of him waiting outside for an Uber. Uh, uh, one of the stories that really didn't make a lot of the headlines regarding Antonio Brown, but it's other a lot of other outlets did put up a piece about it. Brown, when he left, was still in his cleats, pants, no shirt, approached state troopers and asked them for a ride to the airport, which they New, uh, New Jersey state troopers were like, no, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so i don't think that's that's not happening no courtesy transports yeah. so uh arians after the game says he's no longer a buck and it was because he refused to enter the game now brown responds uh injured told to play or leave bruce arians says he doesn't know about the injury uh, in the days following antonio brown spotted at nets game so he never even left new york he's just yep <laughs> Couch hopping in New York right now. Yeah. He's jobless. Uh, He can do what he wants. (laughs) That's true. And that's the thing, you know, Antonio Brown really did what a lot of us have like would have loved to do at one point. Right. Oh yeah. One point. Everybody's had that day at work that they just like to be like, you know, I'm out. And then they're like, but uh, yeah. So I, I mean, is what it is, but so the Bucks don't release him right away, which is what was interesting was the, you know, Arians quote after the game, he's no longer a Buck. Well, it turns out he was up until today. I mean, so we're talking three days. He was still on the roster. Uh, and they call Brown's bluff. They He starts saying it's an ankle thing. And the Bucks come back and say, okay, well, uh, we'll schedule you an appointment in New York to get it looked at. Well, he didn't comply with any of that. And uh, in his release, he put out today, which I think we have in the slides. I'm going to get those up. Uh, some of it's going to be tough. That's way too hard to see. I can't hardly see any of that. I don't know. If yeah. Yeah. Or not. But this is the two page uh, report that he put out. And obviously the bucks today put out the statement, you know, where they release him and they even note in there that uh, he was cleared to play at no point during the game. Did he indicate to the medical personnel that he couldn't play? Uh, They've attempted multiple times throughout the week to schedule an evaluation. And they even say by an outside orthopedic specialist. And that was where I read that it was, they actually had a guy in New York for him to go see the dude in New York and get, you know, situated because that's where he, he was still hanging out. Uh, So in that, in that uh, two page thing that I put up that hardly anybody can see, including myself, uh, he highlights working on himself. He does admit, you know, that he's got some issues, which was good uh, of him to say, I think. But so he highlights working on himself, admits his mistakes, claims staff injected him with a powerful and dangerous painkiller that the NFLPA has urged against. Uh, and and then he says that the uh, pain was extreme. Arians asked him, what's wrong with you? And when he said, it's my ankle, Arians responded saying, you're done. And apparently did one of these moves. You're done. And ran his finger across his throat, which I'm going to call. We'll we'll get to that in a minute, but I'm not sold on that part because I think we would have seen video of that by now. Yep. So 
again, claims he didn't quit, was cut and thrown out. He walked, he says, and he says in the release, yes, I walked off the field because that was the other thing. And including myself, I put the video up saying uh, ankle injury while he's skipping through the end zone. He says, yes, walked off the field, but it was a big difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field, which is what he says he's jogged off the field. Uh, And he even added that he had a rush of emotions. So maybe some adrenaline was getting him through the pain. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, he says, does uh, he then questions, uh, is he supposed to not feel pain? And does his past make him a second class citizen, were his words. He calls it a cover up, uh, said he scheduled a surgery on his own, and he's going to be back healthy, looking for next season, signed off with his signature business be booming. Um, the Bucks fire back, though, this morning. Uh, they obviously released him. And news surfaces that the Antonio Brown camp reached out to the Bucks general manager and asked that his incentives that he was playing for, this is prior to the game, prior to the meltdown, he was asked, they asked that his incentives be fully guaranteed. So this was, this, that's pretty big in, in the realm of this story. And then another uh, story surfaces that at halftime, Antonio Brown was complaining about his targets and had to be essentially like restrained in the locker room. So parts that are being left out by Brown, you know, as he relies on this injury story to, to go, you know, get him through this. Uh, And then today, obviously, and I think I have uh, some of this up here. This is uh, Antonio Brown tagging Tom Brady in a Instagram post where he sends out a screenshot of him, Apparently he had a bad experience with Brady, uh, Brady's trainer that, uh, what the hell is his name? Guerrero, Alex Guerrero. Yep. And, uh, with that, he requests some money back from Guerrero. And as you can see at the bottom of it, he says, this is what I was dealing with. Like, so, uh, Antonio Brown is heading out of Tampa and he is lighting fires to every bridge on the way out. Cause Tom Brady, to my knowledge is the only player who came out and said like, Hey, people go through stuff. We shouldn't be quick to judge. And we shouldn't, you know, he was being empathetic. Uh, whereas, you know, everybody else in the media and fans were calling CTE and, and all that stuff. But yeah, he's, he's really, uh, just, uh, laying it all out there now his time with the bucks. So here's a little graphic that I wanted to put up here that I found interesting. Cause here's, here's where I'm at with this whole thing. And, and I want to hear your opinion too, here in a second. Uh, I think Antonio Brown, we're at the point with him where this is a completely like a cry wolf situation where he's, he's done so much damage throughout his career that it is hard for the public to believe his story where he's saying injury this and, and whatever. I just don't, uh, I, I'm trying to f- figure out where I side here and the more stuff that comes out about like the locker room and the camp requesting those incentives be paid up front. And to me, it, it seemed like if he's complaining about targets, first of all, the bucks declined to guarantee that money. Second, he's complaining about targets in the locker room. I think Antonio starts to think, 
that the play calling is geared towards him not reaching that incentive. Even though it really wasn't, I mean, he left in the third quarter. He only needed like eight catches and for one of them, uh, 55 yards for another or something along those lines. And he has a whole other game to play next week. Yep. So I don't know. I, I'm, I, I just think this is a, a cry wolf situation. If you look at the list I put up here, this is everything that's taken place in his career since 2018 that has been just, you know, all negative shit, including his time with the Bucks where he was suspended for the COVID stuff uh, and just everything else, you know, the time with the Raiders, the time with the Steelers, the sexual uh, misconducts that were said, you know, to be out there. It's a lot. So where are you where do you stand here? Uh I'm kind of somewhere in the middle on this. I mean, first off, AB I think has been a problem for years. I think the Steelers, you know, everyone wants to give Mike Tomlin credit for keeping AB AB in check and I think it, Tomlin was just an enabler. I think he was so good on the field. You know, there's something that stands out. I should have looked it up today where he like missed a practice, just didn't show up, didn't say anything to anyone and their uh handling was, well, we talked to him. You know, so there's probably stuff going on for years. So AB is without a doubt someone that you can't really rely on. He's got major, major issues, whatever, you know, upbringing, whatever it is, he's got major problems. However, this whole situation, it kind of seems to me that AB is obviously not being truthful about it, but I don't know that the Bucks are being truthful about it either. Uh, like when Bruce Arian says, well, I didn't know about his injury. I mean, he was on the injury report. I played right. in draft picks. I know he was questionable. So like, you can't <laughs> tell me that as a coach, you didn't know he was banged up to some degree. You know, he's been dealing with this. Uh, if you want my personal opinion, what happened, he's out there, he's playing hurt, trying to get his money, not seeing a lot of targets. They're losing to the shitty ass Jets. And he's just saying, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not going back in. My ankle hurts. I don't want to go in and play if you're not going to throw me the fucking ball. You know, Bruce Arians said today, you know, the whole him, you know, throwing the shit fit and leaving the field. Arians admitted today, I watched a press conference. He said, I told him right then and there, if you don't go in the game, you're done. He said, I'm not going in. He said, okay, you're done. Get out of here. So apparently out of uh, Bruce Arians' own mouth, he told him to leave. Now throwing the shoulder pads and all that shit, that's a little extra, but you know, the guy did what you told him to do. Uh, it, it just, the whole thing is just an ugly, ugly situation. I don't think he ever sees a football field again. There's no one, you know, he says, I'll be back next year with who? After you pull that move, who is going to want to bring you into their organization? Like you're done. There it's are, over. there were reports today too, that there are teams interested in him already. I, I mean, it's possible. Interested is a thing, but I just don't see who takes that, who brings that in. Dan Campbell. Yeah, well, that, there you go. Dan Campbell might. You know, they're, they're, they're both insane. It's a fucking perfect yeah, match. I, I mean, it's just, you know, the guy's a hell of a talent on the field, but there's too much BS like this. You know, he's obviously all about himself is what I think, but For I sure. do think that the Bucks are kind of doing a little damage control on this. I think there's a little more the truth of this story is a little more in the middle than it would, would seem. I, I believe. Yeah. And a little I, bit of everything. I want to see, and, and that's what I, I agree with you is the two sides to every story. And that's uh, when we did the, the opening where we said, uh, 
you know, the, our little table of contents that we do at the beginning of the show. That's what, mm-hmm. exactly what we said. We'd get to the two sides. Cause uh, you know, this is to me just reminds me of a domestic dispute at work. I get his yeah. side, I get her side and somewhere in the middle is the truth between all of it. And yep. uh, I think that's the same scenario that's going on here. Now, the one thing yep. that I really want to see, because I know for there 100% will be camera footage if Bruce Arian said, you're done, and goes like that. If yep. he did that, there yep. will be camera footage of that. And how it hasn't been produced I, and put out yet is uh, interesting to me. But maybe now that these allegations I, are all out there and everything, that, that maybe that will surface I, I agree. Soon. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. Same thing. We would see that. However, you know, out of Arian's own mouth, he told him he was done. So whether he did this seems to be the only thing in question. You know, it without question, he told him on the sidelines, "You're done. Get out of here." You you know, he basically cut him right then and there. Right. So again, we're talking about does this make any difference if I do a throat slashing motion? Which yeah. I guess technically the NFL is banned. So you know, maybe Correct. they do have footage. Bruce Arians might be in some hot water for that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, the whole thing, and then like him saying, "Oh, well, my ankle." Oh, I get it. Okay, your ankle hurts to push off running and running routes and getting off lines different. But he was kind of like not jogging off the field. He was jumping, doing the hand raising thing. Like, how bad does your ankle really hurt? Like, I think it was just kind of a, you know, a little bit of oversell on his part about how bad it is. And he could have shown up to either of his doctor's appointments they made him today and got paid, right. got put on IR. He would have got paid for the rest of the year. Right, you know, he, he doesn't do that. I mean, the, the whole thing's just a shit show. There's no no other phrasing for it other than shit show. So yes, Hunter says Arians can't say he didn't know about the injury. Uh, I think what Arians is saying when he says that, because I know Hunter's like Team AB all the way. I was watching his post mm-hmm. on Facebook the other yeah. day, but uh, yeah, Hunter, I the what he's saying is that he never said anything to the medical staff. He never went to the trainers, and and I've it's rare to see a player who's this injured allegedly not go to the training staff into the blue 10 or whoever. He just walks to the bench and sits down and says, I can't go in. I'm too hurt. Doesn't request to be looked at. Doesn't say what, you know, the problem is. And that, and that that was in Brown's own words. I went and sat down because I was hurt. Yep. He he did not seek out anything. And like Sketty just said, you go out and get the, uh, evaluation scheduled the bucks do and if brown shows up to it he's looking at injured reserve and still getting paid but he refused yep. to cooperate I, with with all of that yep and i think one thing again hunter just put it up about the cte i was just about to say that's the biggest crock of shit there is the the whole everyone saying this is cte just get that out of your head right now the dude's been an asshole for years it's not that He'll probably uh, end up having it because every NFL player has it, but this is not CTE. This is there's something deeper wrong for a lot longer than this. And I agree with that. And the reason I do is because Ryan Clark told a story about Troy Polamalu, who Troy Polamalu was like the NFL nice guy when he's not playing, of course. You know, like everybody liked mm-hmm. Troy Polamalu. And and Ryan Clark said who played with Polamalu for years told a story where he said, I seen Paul Amalu mad one time the entire time I played with him. And it was during a practice where somebody 
uh, rubbed Brown, knocked him over while they were in practice, and he got in Dick LeBeau's face and said, uh, I just got, and this was right after he signed his first big extension with Pittsburgh, and he said, I'm the face of this franchise. You're not going to hit me like that at practice. Like, he went off on Dick LeBeau, and Troy Polamalu in the huddle, and the I can't think it was uh, LeBeau came into the huddle or one of the defensive backs coach, and they said, these receivers are live for the rest of practice. Meaning, if they come across the middle, you fucking make sure they know yep. that you're you're there. Uh, and that was Ryan Clark's words, that he said he's never seen, uh, you know, Troy Polamalu that angry. And this was, this was before the perfect hit, and this was before all that. I, I won't dispute whether he has CTE or not. I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I'm I, sure he does, you know. Every football player, look, Aaron Hernandez murdered two people, and that's what they tried to blame it on was CTE, and it wasn't CTE. It, well, it's, it's Hunter's talking about the uh, guy who killed a uh, family of six, a crock of. Sh- he's asking Sketty if you think that's a crock of shit. I mean, I'd have to look into the. I don't remember the details of that one. Uh, What's the guy's name? Adams. I remember saying he was a former forty nine. Philip Adams, yeah. It, yeah, but I mean. Do they have CTE? Yes, I believe CTE is a real thing. But when you just go and blame everything they did, to me, Mike Webster is the story that sticks out to me. The guy was, what, 50, 60 years old? And he's just doing crazy, loopy, loopy stuff? That, to me, is CTE. You getting pissed off and killing people isn't CTE. You acting like a child isn't CTE. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I can't say whether or not it plays a factor in all this shit, but... I I believe that Brown was off mentally well before, like, you know, people say the perfect hit and some people, but some people would argue yeah. that and say it's from playing football his entire life. You know, he was taking hits in college. He yep. was taking hits in high school. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe that, maybe that is it. I don't know, but I well, know that. I, I will say that the, uh, uh, probably a better phrasing of it is CTE doesn't, I don't think CTE does this. I think if you have a problem, it's kind of like steroids. If you have an underlying problem already, CTE might add on, pile on to the problem that you have. But there is definitely something wrong with them, and I don't think it's solely CTE. No, yeah, and I that's what I agree with, too, Is and strictly because the things started happening once he started getting paid. Like, fame went to this guy, yep. his head, and and since then, he's been nothing but a fucking problem for everybody. Yeah. And not yep. the good type of problem that teams are hoping he would be on the field, but a kind of problem where he's dividing locker rooms and just causing issues. So, yeah, I don't yep. know. We could we could literally go on about Antonio Brown's deal all day long. There's just so much to it, and so much pat you know of the past that went along with it. So it's yeah, we'll just see how it plays out. But like I said, the report came out today that teams would be interested, but of course. It won't be this season because now he has to have this ankle surgery uh, that he's you know yep. claiming that he needs and and well, if if that's real <laughs> we'll see if, if he actually has ankle right. surgery yeah all right we're gonna move on here to one of the better stories of the uh, week I thought was pretty good you know uh, Ben's final game at Heinz super emotional him with his family in the tunnel after the game was a super cool sight. Uh, Cleveland. Uh, so this was this was something I thought of immediately too. 
you can't tell me the schedule makers didn't say, hey, this might be Ben's last year. His last home game should be at home against Cleveland. Yep. What do you think? That would, I wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he, he, I, he owns the Browns. It's like. Yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing when they call it a rival. Calling this a rival is like calling the Bills against Tom Brady a rival. It's not a rival. Yeah. It's straight ownership. <laughs> uh, bullying. Yeah. 20, 26-3-1 is Roethlisberger's record against Cleveland. So, I mean, it, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not great. But, yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, and I was actually telling Sketty this pre-show. Total long shot. But I'm really hoping – that my dad can make some moves for me here because what a lot of people, well, most, some, I think most people know, but maybe not everybody, but uh, Ben actually married my dad's cousin's daughter. So there's like a distant relative ship that I have with Roethlisberger. And I'm hoping now that he's retired, maybe my dad can text, you know, his mother-in-law and say, Hey, would he be willing to hop on a, a, podcast stream for 20 minutes and you know have a little conversation but i would again i'm not gonna press that until like next spring when maybe he would be reporting to camp and he's probably not of course he hasn't said he's retiring he's just said he's not gonna be a stealer so who knows maybe ben will uh head somewhere else for a season i i I don't think you i don't personally i don't believe you will no, I don't. I don't think he showed enough on the field this year. He's, he's I, I, I just gassed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy has played a lot of years, and he's taken a lot of abuse. I just think he, you know, I don't think he has it to go be a starter someplace else. Yeah, I don't, and that's what I think too. He's just he just looks juiced every every game, like he's just yeah. had enough, and he's just ready, you know, to, by the end of the game, just exhausted and. Uh, you know, it'll be cool to watch, too, next week. Uh, he took his first snap as an NFL quarterback at the same stadium that he's about to play his last game as a Steeler at. So more kind of, Maybe. you know, well, yeah, I mean, I unless, the, unless the playoffs happen, I'm already kind of discounting that. <laughs> I just don't think, yep. I, I don't think it's in the cards for him this year. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, it'd be cool, though, if we could, uh, you know, Dad, I know you're. If you're listening, just keep that in your mind for in the springtime. Try and set something up for us here, and uh, you know we may, might be able to have him on. That'd be kick ass. Yes, I mean yeah. I love Andrew Morrison and Brian Hagberg. Right, <laughs> a little bit higher profile though. If yeah. we could get if we could get Big Ben on here, that'd be the shit. So slightly. Uh, moving on to a little bit of college. Oh, wait, actually before college, I didn't make a banner for this. So that's why it threw me off. Uh, Washington football team announces that February 2nd, they will be given the public their, their soon to be new name. They took our advice. They're getting rid of football team because they don't look like much of one. Well, did they, they officially announce that one's out. Because football team's on the list of finalists. Yeah, but here's what happened. Somebody in what for the Washington football team, uh, and this could be somebody who's just fucking with everything because people like to do that with computers and all that. But uh, if you went to WashingtonAdmirals.com, it okay. sent it sent you to the football team's 
website. So they think somebody blew it. I mean, we'll know in less. Well, we'll know know in less than a month. But admirals is what everybody is thinking it's going to be. I did see someone came out and said like the wolves and the red wolves are both out. There was like two names that were on that list that they. Said I don't know. I wanted red hogs. They're, they're eliminated. I think that one's still alive. I, that's what I'm pulling for. <laughs> as, far as, as far as I know, I don't know. If, they gave a list at like what the finalists were. If they pick anything but Red Hogs, they're doing a huge disservice to their fan base. I agree. Yeah, Admirals. Is David Robinson going to be their mascot? Well, I don't know. Possible. All, all I know is <laughs> whatever their name is, they should probably dump a little money into that stadium. <laughs> Hopefully, we get some new naming rights. Maybe Very David Robinson can throw some up. Yeah, and we will. Uh, we'll get to that and the things that sting. We got the video and everything. If it doesn't kick us off, kick me off the feed. We'll find out. But yeah. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, last thing we got an opening, which was a super long opening. Uh, college football playoff is set. Bama versus Georgia, the rematch of the SEC championship that was December fourth. Bama won forty-one twenty-four. I'm gonna get some flack for this, and I don't give a shit. I think Cincinnati held their own against Bama until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I I missed probably the second half. We could, well, I wouldn't say miss it. But it was we like seven seventeen seventeen six or something. It was it was ten it was ten three I believe going into like the last two minutes of the first half, and then Alabama scored a late touchdown to go up seventeen three. Yeah, I just so then yeah after that I kind of just I, don't know. Know, that's I give they, I give props, props to Cincinnati. They I think they. You know, they held their own a little bit. The The first drive, they marched right down the field. But that, like uh, I was watching with California, and like he noted, it's a scripted drive. You know, the rest of the yeah. game's a fucking free-for-all. So, uh, but I don't know. I was I was proud of Cincinnati. I think they, you know, they went toe-to-toe with the team that they'd been wanting for a while. They lost, you know, and, and – Nope. Uh, but I don't know. I just – I think Cincinnati held their own, unlike Michigan. Yeah, that was – I – feel a little bad that it was wasn't a, wasn't a great showing and uh now there's rumors swirling too that harbaugh might return to the nfl i personally would love that for the raiders like i think that's well if you can get the players to buy into his style i think he right. did an excellent job when he's with san francisco i mean his worst season was eight and eight and then they fired him because the players didn't like him so he's going he's going out on top because he beat ohio state yeah that i hey <laughs> Get, get your one and get out. <laughs> it did take them a while. Yeah. All right. Get to a few comments here before we take a break here. Terry Goss says Washington football team is better than Admirals. Well, at, I don't know. I think they both fucking suck. And uh, they aren't a football team by a lot of accounts. So I think they need at least a nickname. Uh, we've got some more since these corners looking good since these defense held their own offense. Couldn't do shit. Yeah. That's pretty much the story of the game. They did. They, like I said, I think that they, uh, they did hold their own against the old, you know, crimson tide as about as well as they could. So, all right. This week's opening segment brought to you by Napoli's Hungry Watching the Game. Call Napoli's at 814-723-7455. Open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Located in North Warren. Pickup or delivery available. We're going to take a break, and we will be back with This Week in Sports History. 
Hungry? Watching the game? Order some Napoli's Pizza voted the best pizza in the Times Observer Reader's Choice every year. Homemade, hand-tossed, delicious hot pizza, stromboli, salads, subs, and so much more. Located in North Warren, come on in or call 814-723-7455 and ask about our specials. Pickup or delivery available 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Again, that's 814-723-7455. Hi, this is Brian Hagberg, and I wanted to take a moment to tell you about our new website, YourDailyLocal.com. Your Daily Local is your new home for news, sports, and events in Warren County and beyond. Our goal is to cover the people, places, events, and happenings that matter to you in a variety of ways, including writing, video, and audio. And the best part? All of our content is available for free. Head to YourDailyLocal.com to get the news you need when you need it. Let's take a look back at this week in sports history. This week in sports history is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. During the break, alert on my phone, four USFL head coaches announced. Todd Haley. Oh, boy. And Kevin Sumlin, who was a good coach in college. I mean, he was 90, 95 and 63. Yep. And uh, guess who he's coaching? My team. No the Houston Gamblers. Oh, baby. Yeah, I got to get some. I got to make sure I get some apparel. We got to look into when that starts because we're going to cover some USFL. I'm yeah. excited. I think that yeah, league's like going to. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, Houston's yeah. got a good coach, so I'm excited. I think they got they got a legitimate shot this year. Yeah. Bills don't win me yeah. anything. Maybe the gamblers will. <laughs> All right. Here we go. 1922. Five fast facts. Washington and Jefferson down by Pittsburgh. Did you know this? Yep. I did not know this. They played in the Rose Bowl. So Washington Jefferson, a small Western Pennsylvania school, accepts an invitation to Pasadena to play against Cal in the Rose Bowl. Uh, they could only afford to send 11 players. This is actually kind of cool. And uh, while they're on their way out there, I think it was somewhere in like Kansas City or something like that. Uh, one of the players got hurt or sick and couldn't make the rest of the trip. Probably got dysentery. Isn't that what they got back in uh, 1922? <laughs> <Lord> yeah. <laughs> he didn't make it. So they caulked the, they caulked, they caulked, uh, to ford the river and one of the guys fell yeah. off. But so this story goes two different ways. One says that the 11th player was replaced by a 12th player who snuck on the train. He was stowed away in luggage. Right. Smart. And and the other one is that they ended up getting another or an assistant coach or something was eligible, had eligibility and they let him play. But the guy who they said was stowed away in luggage was in the team photo in Pasadena. So I think that's actually what happened. <laughs> Pretty cool. Well, hey, uh, got to do what you got to do. Outcome of the game, 0-0 zero, zero tie. Man, all that way. All that way. 
So, uh, yeah, here we go. Number two, 1937. Speaking of schools down by Pittsburgh, number 14, Duquesne wins the third Orange Bowl. They defeat Mississippi State 13 to 12. Never knew that any of these schools had that much like history into uh, like major bowl games, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do have a comment we have to get to because uh, Darren is probably a little upset that we mentioned nothing about Ohio State winning the Rose Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a great game, Darren. Okay, moving on. <laughs> we got number three, 1971, the first ever AFC championship game. The Baltimore Colts beat the Oakland Raiders 27-17. Uh, obviously, on the same day, the first ever NFC championship, the Cowboys beat 49ers 17-10. Son of a bitch. Yeah. You would have been high. It was. <laughs> It wasn't our decade. <laughs> 1982. The New York Islanders beat Philadelphia Flyers 3-1 to to start a 23-game unbeaten streak at home. They went 21-0-2, which included 14 straight wins. So the significance of this, why I put it up here, is because this is the around the time the Islander team, uh, a lot of people don't, no, but in hockey, the playoff beard, which pretty much everybody does know, the, you know, the playoff beards in hockey, the Islanders are actually of the 80s are credited with starting that whole trend. So I just threw that out there because I thought, you know, maybe people don't know about it. Last but not least, the comeback. Oh, 1993, Frank Reich and the Buffalo Bills erase a 32-point deficit to defeat the Houston Oilers 41-38 in overtime of the wild card playoff game. This is noted as the greatest comeback of all time. Uh, the goat of comebacks, if you will. I mean, almost as good as the 49ers comeback against the Giants in the playoffs there, whatever, 10, 15 years ago. But, hey, you know, whatever. Whatever you want to, you know, give the Bills their little. I, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember that game remember at all. That? Oh, man, I I'm, wish I could remember what year it was. See, that's how insignificant it is that nobody even references it anymore. But this is still called the comeback. And actually, this is weird, but I was nine, right? And I actually remember this. Like, I remember this game because it was a snowstorm. I lived up on Yankee, way up on Yankee Bush. And we lost power while I was watching it, but they were getting smoked anyways. And I remember turning it on a radio with batteries. Like I put batteries in a radio and yeah. I listened to it. And uh, when they ended up coming back and winning, I called my one of my best buddies, Jimmy Remhoff. I called him and I said, go Bills, because we used to do that when we were little. And uh, he was like, real funny. Like, that's hilarious. And he's like, you know, we turned it. We turned it off. And I was like, they won. And he, I could hear his parents in the background going, what? They won. And then finally they find out and they're like, holy shit. Like, you know, that stadium had to have been pretty cleared out. I watch, they show the replay quite a bit. You can watch the replay of it. Super worth it. Oh, yeah. See, Hunter's on it. Hunter's being stat guy now. It was 2003 and it was a 24-point deficit. So you're right, Sketty. It was almost as good, but it wasn't. 
you were you were just so close though. Just, it's close, you know, close. If they if they if they only would have been down fucking eight more points. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have had as shitty as the first as the Bills did, yeah. if they would have sucked just a tad more. All right, good. We flew through that, so we can get to the things that sting. This week in sports history is brought to you by Your Daily Local. Visit yourdailylocal.com for the news you need when you need it. Take a quick break, and we will be back with uh, pretty loaded things that sting. Jones Pest Control, your hometown pest control company servicing residential and commercial properties in Warren and surrounding areas since 2015. Sean and his crew will work tirelessly to keep your home or business free of insects to rodents and everything in between. Contact Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548 and set up an appointment today. And remember, ants, spiders, bees, or mice don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control, 814-230-9548. Checkout means sales and services with two locations on Warren's east side. Their garage at 800 Lexington Avenue not only services cars sold by means, but has knowledgeable staff and modern state-of-the-art equipment waiting to serve their hometown of Warren. Whatever you need, including alignments, tires, brakes, yearly or enhanced PA inspections, oil changes, and much more. Make your appointment today at 814 723 Now time for the things that sting. The worst stories in sports, according to Joe. This edition of the things that sting is powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice, don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. Uh, tons of stories here. And also, I received a text message in between segments from my dad who says, I'll do my best to get Ben down the road. <laughs> He's on it. He's on it. So we got, uh, he's our guest getter. We have stat guys now. This place is just growing, you know. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? Things that sting. Dan Reeves, what are we starting out with? Dan Reeves passes away at 77 years old. Hall of Fame player inducted in 1967. Also an excellent coach. So uh, another shot, you know, for the NFL after the Madden, losing Madden and and. It, as far as, you know, the whole scope of things, Madden, Betty White, Dan Reeves. They say things come in threes. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Dan Reeves, I looked uh, what the cause was, and Dan Reeves had been battling dementia, which I was unaware of. Mm. Uh, so we're going to, you know, just uh, just sad that, that, you know, these guys who I grew up, some of these guys, you know, you re- I remember as younger, even in like, old Maddens, like when we were talking about old Maddens, yep. Dan Reeves being a coach. and Yeah, so another one down. Jalen Ramsey, the only guy in the NFL who was thanking Antonio Brown last week because nobody paid attention to <laughs> what he fucking did. You didn't? No. Nobody no, did. Nobody did. No. Antonio Brown stole, straight stole the spotlight. 
Jalen Ramsey on the first defensive possession of the game. The Ravens have the ball. Uh, Ramsey and Taylor Rapp begin jawing at each other in the defensive huddle on the field, and Ramsey just throws a jab at him. Jeez. Totally That's under the radar, too. though. Love to see it. So Jalen Ramsey's like just at you know all week's been like thanking God for Antonio Brown and his complete <laughs> meltdown because it overshadowed this immensely. I text California, I'm like, what the hell is going on? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They know they got to play the Niners this week, so they're pissed He's off scared. already. Yeah, 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 he might be. He, might be. He's got, he can't contain yep. Debo. Yep. Yep. He's trying to get tossed. He wants to be suspended. Raiders and uh, just, what, fourth player now in just over a year arrested. Uh, So add uh, Nate Hobbs, cornerback, to the list of Henry Ruggs, uh, Arnett, and Jacobs. Early morning hours following the Colts game, he's arrested for DUI in a parking garage at the Cromwell. Vegas police report they were called to the parking garage by Cromwell Security for a possibly impaired driver passed out behind the wheel of a black Mercedes SUV. Uh, The vehicle was located in the exit of the parking garage. So he was, he almost made it out, but he just took a nap instead. So he was in a travel, (laughs) in a travel lane, uh, Passed out. So contact was made. Odor of alcoholic beverage was present. Glassy, glassy and watery eyes and mumbled speech, according to Las Vegas PD. SFSTs were administered, which showed clues of impairment, and he was taken into custody. So his attorneys have responded saying that this doesn't qualify for a DUI under Nevada law. I'm guessing that is because of where the location of the vehicle is, as as opposed to being on a roadway. Uh, but I don't know, like, I don't know Vegas law to say what, you know, where this is. To me, that's a common response from an attorney, right? When one of these guys gets jammed up, it's usually like, whoa, 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 let's not jump to conclusions because that's what everybody does. Uh, Do have uh, his mugshot that I forgot to throw up here. This photo is courtesy of the Las Vegas Review Journal. So, yeah, yet again, another Raider in hot water, that team. uh, And and I think this speaks to what a lot of people's bitches were about moving a team to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that actually, is it Vegas or is it just that they just don't care who they pick? They're just looking for talent. Well, that could be too. Yeah. That they draft people with character issues. I don't know that for sure, Mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine that the Vegas nightlife and everything is is uh, not contributing to any of this. Clearly, you know, like this guy, Josh Allen and, and Stefan Diggs play Warzone after practice because there's nothing to fucking do in Buffalo, right? So that, exactly. That's, uh, that's why, you know, these guys ain't out getting banged up and driving around. But, yeah, I mean, but with that said, though, how do you just not get a cab, like – how do you not call? Yeah. Well, the NFL still has that number, right? I think the NFL has a number. They call. They will come and get you. Yeah. No, no questions asked. Just come and get you and get you home. Yeah, and uh, uh, I don't understand. Excuse me, why these guys don't you know take advantage of that service at all? But I don't know if they they're afraid it gets reported to the team and it's going to look <laughs> bad. I don't. It looks better than getting a DUI. 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, <laughs> Darren says, how about Odell punching that dude square in the butthole? I did not see that. Yeah, I did not see that either. I don't know. <laughs> Darren's watching some funny videos. Yeah, Darren, are you, are, you sure, uh, are you sure that was an NFL game you were watching? <laughs> so moving on. One of my uh, favorite stories of the week. The uh, AP writer who Aaron Rodgers apparently is living in his head and he's he's upset with him. He won't vote for him for MVP because he is a jerk and a bad guy. Aaron Rodgers re, uh, responded to the Chicago-based AP writer who goes by the name Hub Arkush. He called him a bum, an absolute bum. So this is now raising a bunch of questions because we have NFL players who are responding to this, that the NFL should just take the AP out of the equation. Apparently, which I didn't really know this, I guess that it was just kind of unsaid and adopted, but the AP has 50 voters who vote for all of these NFL awards. And that's who receives it is whoever these AP writers vote for. And the NFL just adopted that as, yeah, you can be our, you can be our people for that. Uh, which it kind of surprised me um, that they didn't have a little, it's just kind of like they were like, we don't want to deal with it. You guys deal with it and we'll call it good kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, But a lot of uh, players are now speaking out saying that this guy should have his vote removed. If he is, you know, pulling. uh, Absolutely. Like it's, it's clear that he's, upset about the vaccine thing and and all of that because this has never been spoken about prior to the season and and rogers has been in the conversation for mvp for how fucking long i mean won it last year yeah well yeah well i mean there is a you know there's a whole thing where he doesn't talk to his family or whatever right i don't know what the deal Riley tells me about it because his brother was on The Bachelor and they don't talk to Aaron and blah, 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 blah. So, like, maybe that's it, but it's probably the vaccination status thing. But I do agree that, like, this could actually hurt his chances. There might be people who are thinking the same thing as this guy who just aren't saying it, saying, well, screw him. Just because of how crazy this country is right now, they might be saying, no, no vaccination. I'm not voting for the guy. Yeah, I think he is the MVP. Uh, Hunter says, what does MV, you know, oh God, MVP talk, what does it stand for? Yeah. And that's where I agree with Hunter on this. If you take Aaron Rodgers away from the Packers, what's their record and where are they looking at? You know, what are they doing right now? That's what most valuable player means is well, that's, and that's the way I always look at it is if you eliminate that guy from that team, do they look totally different? And I think with, Aaron Rodgers, the answer has been yes yeah, but, but for is, a long time. But is is I don't know if Hunter is going for this. Maybe he can clear this up for us. Is he saying that you have to be a quarterback to win this award? Because it's no longer the most valuable player. It's the most valuable quarterback. Who's the last non-quarterback to win an MVP? Who is? I, 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 I'm asking that honestly. I have no idea who the last non-quarterback to win an MVP is. Darren, fire up your laptop. Like it, it... We need to know who the last <laughs> non-quarterback MVP was. Yeah, I can't think back to who it would have been, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, it's, it's just sad. Like, Jonathan Taylor has no chance. Cooper Cup has no chance. 
you know, it's it just won't happen. TJ Watt should be considered for MVP. No, I can't. I can't go with that. Dis- defensive player strongly. De- defensive player of the year, absolutely, because the guy's missed five games and he has a, still has a shot of breaking the sack record, which is unbelievable. Uh, Hunter says. Yeah, well, Adrian, Pe- Adrian Peterson in 2012 was the last non-quarterback to yeah, win the MVP. He had that phenomenal year. So that makes yeah. sense. But, yeah, I, uh, uh, I'm with the people who think – oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, T.J. Watt, I think that he's going to end up getting this record, and it's kind of bullshit because Baker Mayfield obviously just wanted him to have the record. Because <laughs> he's just holding on to the ball. I mean – Four fucking sacks? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? He's Brett farved him. He's going to Brett Favre him into the record. Plus, he gets the extra game, so he didn't get the record no matter what, in my eyes. But ain't done in he, 16 games. But he, but he didn't He didn't play six. He didn't play 16 games. Well, get he healthy missed, then. I don't know what well, to tell yeah, you. you that I agree 16 with. Games but I, I want to see yeah, that I'm dude saying. play a full season. I want to see what his numbers look like with a full season oh. under his belt. Everybody, everybody wants to see a Watt not named Derek play a full season, but it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it hasn't happened for years. <laughs> that that's true. Yeah does does Derek Watt ever get hurt? I mean, he only gets like probably like fifteen snaps a game, right? I, yeah, I, I don't know, but all I know is if if you're a Watt that has a J, you got a little initial with a J in it, you get hurt every fucking year. That is accurate. I guess just yeah. it is what it is. I uh, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, moving on to this uh, video, I'm going to play it. If I get kicked off the stream, we'll be back on in a minute. But w- w- this is a huge question mark as to if this video is going to play or not. <laughs> so let's. I'm going to give it a shot though. Uh, this is uh, following the Eagles, uh, Washington Admiral Red Hog football team game. Uh, Jalen walking off the field. Love the fact that he stood there and embraced everybody and made sure they were okay. I thought that that was one of the most kick-ass moves anybody could ever do and Jalen Hurt anything I've ever said poorly about you I apologize that's where I'm at with yeah. Jalen Hurt yeah good guy nice by him to pick those guys up yeah good good yeah. guy yeah so as I said he's exited in the field you saw in the video in Washington fans leaning over the railing it breaks nearly fall on him uh reports that the Washington football team didn't offer aid came out from the four individuals who fell that they were not offered any sort of medical attention or, Hey, you guys, okay. Is there anything we can do for you after the team came out and said, Oh yeah, we took care of them. We made sure they were all good. Uh, That's what the, the red hogs said. And then the four people who fell came out and were like, no, (laughs) you didn't give a, they didn't give a shit that we fell. Uh, But her, her, Hurt releases a statement, uh, again, small, don't know if you'll be able to see it, but really well-written statement saying that, uh, the players, you know, were put, or fans were put at risk, players put at risk here, 
And he wants uh, some reassurance that something's going to be done to rectify this, to make sure that something like it doesn't happen again. So, and so I like, I love this whole scenario. I mean, a, because nobody got hurt, you know, the fans were all good. Uh, The player, you know, hurt the media, the guys who were around when this happened, they were all okay. But I love that. He's like, wants some follow-up. Like he's like, Hey, like this, you know, that's not good that that happened. We need to do something to make sure it doesn't happen again. So I just think he's, uh, this is screaming good character for Jalen Hurts. It's kind of, this is the kind of shit that makes me cheer for, you know, a player who I might not normally cheer for. Uh, a, because he plays for a team I don't follow. I mean, I follow the league, but yeah, I don't know. It just makes me, makes me kind of root for the guy. He's got some, some, uh, you know, a good heart, essentially. He's looking into the safety of everybody. So I think that that's pretty cool. Got a comment on that, I believe. Darren, you two jobs you can suck at and not get fired. Weatherman, FedEx field maintenance crew. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It didn't, yeah. it, it, they didn't know if anybody was canned or not for that, but it seems like uh, something should be done, and I think it's cool that Jalen is actually calling for that. So, all right, moving on to Sacred Heart Academy in West Haven, Connecticut. No surprise. We're talking Connecticut here, right? Uh, the Sacred Heart Academy apologized and, sus- and suspended the girls' varsity basketball coach, Jason Kirk, after beating Lyman Hall 92-4. to uh, The game... According to the Sacred Heart Academy president, Senior Sheila O'Neill, the game does not align with our values or philosophies, and they are deeply remorseful. According to Lyman Lyman Hall coach Tom Lipka, Sacred Heart pressed most of the first half, called off the full-court press, and went into a tight man-to-man half-court defense uh, looking to steal the ball on every possession. They were on fast breaks and shooting threes, uh, all the way to the end of the game, they showed no mercy tonight. That's according to the coach. Now, I looked it up, and they only made five three-pointers. I, it didn't say how many they attempted, but they were 15 from 19 from the line. They had 12 players who scored, and their leading scorer had 13 points. This is where blowouts kind of fuck me off a little bit. Because when your team's blowing somebody out, who do you put in? Yeah. Backups, right? Backups. And and do you tell as a coach, yeah. do you tell your backups like, hey, I understand this is your time to get some significant time on the court, but I want you to not fucking do anything. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Did Rudy totally one hundred percent agree? Did Rudy blow his shot when he got put into the game? <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. So why do you tell Absolutely you're not gonna not. tell any athlete like these I understand it's at a high school level, but this is when competition starts to ramp up in a, in a kid's life. Like this is when they start to feel it, you know? And uh, I, I just, whatever. Yeah. 92 to four, get better. Tom Lipka, take your team to, uh, you know, another practice for maybe start doing some two a days on your days off because four points is embarrassing. And, uh, and they're like, zero and five. And Sacred Heart's undefeated. Like, yeah, it's a total mismatch, but it's a conference matchup from what I could read. So, I don't know. What What do you want them to do? Yep. 
I just yeah, can't. I, I, I'm, I refuse to be mad Don't at that coach. Me. I'm not going to do Go it. Up. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Get get rid of this yep. fucking participation bullshit that our world has become. I understand 92 to four is pretty fucking bad, but at the same time, as if I'm coaching that team, I'm not going to tell my backup players who probably don't get on the court very much to go out there and just dick off for, you know, the remainder of the game. It's just not going to do it. Wrapping up the things that sting. Did you see this, the lawsuit? Yeah, I saw it today. Yep. Okay. So this is fantastic. A fan is suing the Jets and the Giants and demands both teams leave New Jersey and play their home games in New York. He is seeking $2 billion in monetary damages and $4 billion in punitive damages. Claims that is false advertising and deceptive practices. Manhattan Federal Court <laughs> is where this uh, lawsuit was filed. And they are demanding that the Jets and Giants abandon MetLife and return to New York by 2025 or change your name to the East Rutherford Jets and Giants. Uh, the com- the plaintiff here is an Abdila- Abdiel Suero, and he says, quote, if the Giants and Jets want to call themselves uh, New York, if they, oh, hold on, I'm sorry, I misread that. If the Giants and Jets want to be called, want to call themselves New York teams, they need to come back to New York and play. Suaro also says that uh, also complains of travel to MetLife from New York City and claims that fans living in New York have suffered from mental and emotional damage, depression, sadness, and anxiety. (laughs) I don't think that's because of the name. No. I know know some Jets fans. I mean, I know some Giants fans too, but some Jets fans I know who they aren't well. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not because of where the team plays. No. The team no, on the field is the product. It's, the product is what's causing the sadness and anxiety and, and depression. It, if he wins, I'm going to file a lawsuit. San Francisco plays in Santa Fe, I think. Oh, so. we're Santa, Santa Clara. And we're, we're, we're going to get to that because there's... Santa Clara. So, yeah, Santa Clara, yeah. So the, the Giants have played in New Jersey since 1976 after they left Yankee Stadium. And the Jets have played in in New Jersey since 84 when they left Shea Stadium. So other teams to note who don't play where their, uh, you know, their team city they represent. The Bills, Buffalo Bills are playing. They play in Orchard Park, which I hope never changes because I love it there. The 49ers are in Santa Clara. Dallas plays in Arlington. Washington, Washington plays in Landover. The Raiders actually play in Paradise, Nevada, so it must be just outside of Las Vegas. And the Rams and Chargers yep. of Los Angeles play in Inglewood. So there's plenty of uh, available lawsuits out there if you feel so obliged. couple comments on that. Well, Hunter, going back to the ass-kicking high school game, fuck the score till the game's over. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying there, Hunter. Uh, Hunter again says Washington doesn't even play in Washington. They play in Frederick, Maryland. Actually, it's Landover, Maryland, which you should know because you're from down there. Have an idea, Hunter. All right. 
Anything else <laughs> stinging that you can think of? Not that I can think of. I think we covered it all. There's quite a bit there, though. All right. That wraps up things that stings. Yep. Powered by Jones Pest Control. Ants, spiders, bees, or mice. Don't think twice. Call Jones Pest Control at 814-230-9548. We're going to take a short break, and we will be back with uh, my hive. We're going to be going over the rules and everything. We're going to try and figure all this stuff out for next week. This is a, The next segment is the planning segment for next week's my hive, right? I guess we could call it that. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah. Blue Line Auto, yeah. located at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, East in Warren, is locally owned and operated and is a family-run business specializing in vehicle sales and service. They offer state and safety inspections and general car repairs, including but not limited to brakes and rotors, tires, oil changes, batteries, starters, and alternators. They also offer vehicle undercoating prior to winter to help keep your vehicle protected. Currently, their hours are Monday through Wednesday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Thursday and Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Call them today to schedule your next appointment at 814-230-9061. Your safety is their goal. Hi, this is Ryan Klein, the host of the new pop culture podcast, Me, Myself, and Rye. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and several other platforms. Special guests, breakaway shows, bonus episodes, cold beers, and a whole lot more. So what are you guys and gals waiting for? Subscribe now to the Me, Myself, and Rye podcast on Spotify or wherever it is that you get your shows and start listening today. My Hot, Joe's very own world of sports. My Hive is presented by Blue Line Auto. For all your automotive needs, call Blue Line Auto at 814-230-9061 or stop in their location at 1606 Pennsylvania Avenue, Eastern Warren. Uh, where'd Sketty go? We lost him. All right, I'm going to do a quick standby here because I'm by myself. I'm going to do a quick uh, standby video here while I get him back on. You're back. I'm back. All right. That went awesome. The Jalen Hurts video. <laughs> yeah, we got 
look into that. Maybe I, there's a better way. All night, so I, I don't know. It could be my internet deal. I turn the hotspot on. We, we should be good. All right. Well, before we move on to our, our goal here for my hive, I want to throw up a comment from the last segment. Landover, Maryland is in Frederick County. Have an idea. Okay, Hunter. Youngsville's in Warren County. Do the Eagles play their games in Youngsville or do they play them in Warren? <laughs> Have an idea, Chode. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right. Fan rant. So here's what we have so far. I got a good handful of the teams filled out, which is nice. If we can make this, it's going to be a fucking miracle if we can get everybody on next Thursday night. Like if we can get everybody who says they can do it to actually be there and do it, it'll be incredible. So uh, the AFC, well, first of all, so there's this other podcast that I've been uh, listening to and actually communicating with. Uh, one of the guys, Chad Stewart, uh, it's called going for two. It's primarily based around football, but they're, uh, it's three Canadian guys. They're from Canada. I love the NFL and, and it's, they're actually a lot of fun to listen to. I've been listening to them and, uh, talking with Chad and Chad's like all in to cover the bucks. So we have him cause he's a bucks fan. And then his co-host Kalen is a Titans fan. So I think we'll have Kalen represent the Titans, hopefully. Uh, and for the Bills, Mike Boyd, Patriots, Hunter is going to do the Patriots. Matt Ramage is going to cover the Packers. Tim uh, Monksguard is going to do the Cowboys. Eagles going to be looking for somebody. Cardinals, Rams, because California doesn't know if he'll, he'll do it yet. I think we got to get him, like, if he's had a few drinks, like if we made sure he drank Thursday, yeah. he would do it. <laughs> we can we can arrange that. But he told me he's like, I don't know. It depends on who they play. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah, it doesn't. Well, I don't. I don't think they can play the 49ers, so he'll be all right. <laughs> he's just scared of me. Yeah. That's I don't yeah. So, uh, Chiefs, Bengals, Cardinals, Eagles. We have to find people. I have if the Colts uh, and Chargers do end up making it, I have coverage for both of them. Darren's going to do the Colts. Uh, Max Davis is going to cover the Chargers. So, and then 49ers will have you, of course. And then uh, Saints. Let's, let's, if the Saints yeah, make it. Say, let's worry, yeah. about, let's yeah. worry about the Saints. More than well, that's what I said. These, those three, those four teams, Colts, Chargers, 49ers, and Saints are all, uh, if, you know, if they make it, we have coverage for three of those four. I would need to find a Saints fan who would be willing to get on here. So we're. I'm. What I'm going to have to do is a. If you're listening, and you know a Chiefs fan, I might have a Bengals fan, Tito Bongiorno from uh, Erie, which would be hilarious if we got him on here because he's really, really like a. He's a character. So I'm hoping he'll do it. So we might have the Bengals, but I'm going to need a Chiefs fan. Going to need a Cardinals fan. Eagles because Brian Hagberg can't do it because he's going to be covering uh, Eisenhower. I would assume basketball game. Uh, that night, so he he's out. Uh, but we guess so. We, if you know people who support these teams and would be willing to get on here, uh, oh, actually, that reminds me. I said Kalen for the Titans, but I actually have a local a local person who is going to do the Titans, Ethan Beardsley. I forgot about that until just now. So Ethan Beardsley is going to cover the Titans. Uh, so we won't need Kalen, but Chad Stewart is going to come on from the Going for Two podcast, and he's going to do the Bucks. Uh, so the rules. 
is what we need to come up with. So we're we're gonna have six matchups Thursday. So we actually kind of have to like my hive is gonna be a long segment. So we're gonna have to kind of buzz through the early stuff, yep. which which for opening all we're gonna have is uh what the national championship. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me, and the week eighteen results. So yep. we won't have uh we won't have like a ton of content unless like Antonio Brown fucking lights Raymond James Stadium on fire or something. I don't know. Anything could happen at this point. <laughs> but uh as it stands, we should be able to blow through the first two segments. Things that sting just seems to I think because everybody's losing it. Like since yep. pan, you know the pandemic shit has made everybody nuts a little bit and there's just so much in that segment now like i have to eliminate yep. stuff there's there's things that have happened in the last month that i haven't even put in there because i'm like we just don't have space for it a, a major league baseball player sued a country club because he couldn't get oh, on yeah i remember that yeah, yeah and, we, and we didn't get to talk about that uh there a new jersey uh congress or senator or something is questioning the legality of Brian Kelly's contract with LSU. Like there's a bunch of shit that Michelle Beadle, Michelle Beadle went on a rant about how LeBron tried to get her fired from ESPN because he hates her. Doesn't surprise me. No. And it's just stuff like that that I'd love to get to. And we just haven't had time yep. to do it. Like there's just so much other stuff. Uh, so, but we'll be able to cruise through that. But anyways, back to the rules, six matchups. Because there's three games Saturday, three games Sunday. So we're really trying to get 12 people to be around a computer at the same time. Like, this is not going to be easy to do. So what we're going to have to do is probably announce on the page or I'll get in touch with the people who are in and we'll match them up and try and give them like a time slot. Like, hey, be on around this time. Because I think I I can only have 10 people on the actual feed at once anyways. So we couldn't we couldn't possibly have everybody in here at once. I'll have to remove a couple, add a couple. Like it's gonna be a pain in the ass, but I'm hoping it works out. It'd be cool if it did. Uh so I'm thinking like so I'm gonna throw a couple ideas out there, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts and then in, if you're in the comments what your thoughts are. Uh <coughs> match up, match it up with the team's opponent. So uh we'll just do like a couple hypotheticals. Uh, the Bills play the Patriots in the first round. It'll be Mike Boyd and Hunter Geckel, and they will be going after each other, you know, in the exchange. But how do we do the exchange? Uh, like, I, I have a couple ideas here, so I want to hear your thoughts. I have the away team goes first. They'll have two minutes to rant. Then the home team goes, and they have two minutes to rant. And then for three minutes... I'll unmute both of them and they can just fucking go crazy on each other. <laughs> so that's one idea. My second idea is to treat it like it's we're in court. Okay. Court. Where the away okay. team will, the away team will state their case. And then the home team can only question them. They can't say any, they can't make statements. They can't testify, but they can question things that the away team stated. Okay. And then once questioning's done, then the home team will testify and state their case. And then the away team will be able to qu- cross-examine the home team on their testimony. And then we give each team 
a one minute closing argument. And then we'll, you know, let the jury decide that. I guess the jury will be, you know, the game when it's played. Yeah. I like so that. that. You like I that? Like that idea? one a lot. W- which one do you like, like more? Idea. Okay. The court. I, I think I like that one. I like the court idea. Yeah. I like just asking them questions. Yeah. And they can just picture me asking James some, some doozies. <laughs> uh, like you could be like, Hey James, is Odell, is Odell going to punch somebody in the butthole again? Yeah, right. So apparently that happened, according to Darren. Yeah. Whatever, whatever Darren's watching, I don't know. But uh, so yeah, those are the two ideas. Um, oh, here we got Terry Goss is making fun of you and said, "Pay your net zero account." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it I together. Might have to switch to net zero. Well, what do you... it might be better than Atlantic Broadband. That's what I have. Oh. It uh, works fine the whole day until the Jalen Hurts video. That thing is cursed. Darren says he texted me a video. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Darren's right. Odell did punch a Ravens player right in the butthole on an interception. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did see that. Yep. Oh, Terry. I didn't know who Frapped was or who Terry was. Terry is Frapped. I play Call of Duty with him. Right. That's badass. Thanks for jumping on, Terry. That's cool. I'm glad to glad you're here. Uh, so, are those is that our set in stone? Then is that our rules for the fan rant? I, I like that. I think I think the I think the court thing kind of ties in and. Yeah, ties into the whole setup. police aspect. So, all right, so that's what we'll do. So the away team, we'll get the, the matchup. And what I'll do is I'll have to, like I said, once the matchups are set, which will be Sunday night, uh, they'll announce yeah. who's playing when. And uh, then it'll be next Thursday, you know, 6 o'clock <laughs> show. Uh, I'll be in my hotel room broadcasting, but we'll get everybody. I'll have to kind of assign people who, you know, who they can – or what time to be on. And I guess we could just do it in the order of the game. So if you watch what the order of the games is, we'll go through it that way. Do Saturday first, yeah. Sunday second. So people will have an idea of when they're supposed to be on, but we will have to put a time cap on it. So like away, away team has like what? Two minutes to testify, uh, two minutes of questioning. That would be 10 minutes. That would be perfect. So if we do two minutes the whole way down, yeah. uh, well, actually, no, that'd be 12. We'll do one minute, one minute closing for each. That would be 10. So yeah. away team states their case, two minutes to testify. Home team states their case, two minutes. And then they cross or they cross exact, you know. So, yeah, we'll do it that way. And we'll explain the rules to the guys, you know, at, at the start of it, too. And uh, I do have the ability to, like, mute people. Like, I can, I just muted Sketty. Say something, Sketty. Yeah, exactly. You See? Hear me. You yeah, hear I can me. fucking mute you whenever I want. <laughs> if the Bills Niners end up in the Super Bowl together, you probably muted the entire episode. Well, see, the problem is that I can mute you too, so everyone's oh, just gonna be sitting here looking at it, screaming at each other. I did, yeah. You you do have that ability now, don't you? I I have the power. You have the power. Fuck. Okay. I can so, probably unmute myself. Yeah, you probably can. Uh, all right. So yeah, that's what it's gonna be then. So. Uh, if you're listening again, like I said, Chiefs, 
Rams, Cardinals, Eagles. I got to fill those teams. I think I have somebody for Cincinnati, but I'm not sure. So if you guys know fans of those teams who would be willing to do this, otherwise I'm going to be, you'll find me in comment sections on these guys' uh, Facebook pages, the Chiefs and all those teams, trying to find somebody who's, you know, got the stones to come on here and cause some grief. But if it's somebody you know, that'd be even better. Uh, Hunter says he might have a Chiefs fan. That'd be great. Uh, whoever we can get, because uh, just I would love to fill this up. And if we could get all 12 people there, it would be fucking badass. That'd be a really, really good episode. So that's that. I think we're done here. Uh, stick around. We will be back with uh, the three bagger. So we'll be ending this live and we'll be coming back on for a quick 10, 15 minute three bagger episode for the final week of the season. And then we'll have to decide what we're going to do betting wise for uh, heading into the playoffs. But uh, I want to thank the sponsors, swing juice, Napoli's your daily local Jones pest control Mean sales and service blue line auto and the me, myself and Rye podcast. Thank you everybody who listened, interacted today. Uh, it's cool seeing some new listeners, Terry, my buddy from uh, playing call of duty. That's cool. that He jumped on, uh, Love when you guys are in the comments. It makes the show, you know, a lot more fun for Skeddy and I. So thank you guys. And uh, like I said, we'll be back on with the three bagger. If we don't see you there, we'll see you next week. Fan rant, spread the word. Till then, take care.